Hello all, welcome to the Northern Electric Vehicle Experience. My name is Ron, I am your host. I'm about to begin a new series of podcasts that delve a bit deeper into the experience of owning EVs and working with some of the accessories and details um, in a Northern focus. My first series was kind of for the newbie EV uh, driver or people that maybe wanted to get an EV and are are thinking about it and have a bunch of questions. It's a great series to answer a lot of those questions. I'll do updates over time, but um, I think it's a good primer for uh, anyone getting into the EV space. Uh, Last week I did a little podcast saying why I was away for a while, and now that I'm back, uh, we'll continue on with the regular podcast program uh, with the Volkswagen ID4. Now, there's lots of YouTube videos and podcasts and uh, um, car reviews. This podcast is going to be a little bit more uh, centered on how it would fit in your life, what kinds of people that vehicle before might impressions of the vehicle and how it would fit in our climate uh, or in a northern climate uh, kind of perspective. So the Volkswagen ID4 is the first North American uh, purpose-built electric vehicle from Volkswagen. Volkswagen obviously had the e-Golf and they did relatively well with that. It was a short-range you could call it a compliance car or you could call it a converted, uh, gas car. Like there was a gas golf and then there was a, or a diesel golf and a gas golf. And there was the e-golf. So whenever you have a car that is converted like that, it is compromised from the get go. Compromised meaning it was designed from the ground up to be a combustion engine vehicle. So it doesn't have proper space for batteries Its configuration is designed to have a big engine in the front, a transmission tunnel, and basically everything is geared around a combustion vehicle. When you go electric, you can completely throw away a lot of that. You have a skateboard design where you have the battery in the bottom, and that means you don't have to have as long a nose at the front. You could have a frunk, theoretically. Um, you can give more space to the passengers in the compartment. You can push the wheels out to the corners and make for a more comfortable vehicle to, to drive around in. Um, the VW ID4 is, is on Volkswagen's, I think it's called the MEB platform, uh, which is a dedicated electric platform. So it's designed for electric cars and electric cars only. Uh, the first vehicle that they produced on that was the Volkswagen ID3, which is kind of a micro car, um, subcompact, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a, it's apparently a very good car, but it is not available in North America, at least not at this time. It was sold, uh, starting with exclusively within the European market. And apparently it's now shipping out to some other Uh, Asian markets and South America, I think it's just not going to be shipping to North America at this time because North Americans tend not to like small hatchbacks. 
The ID4 is much more of a crossover, uh, small SUV. It kind of fits in the segment around the, the existing Volkswagen Tiguan. Uh, don't ask me if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, the ID4, much easier to pronounce, and it is a pretty cool looking car. It does not scream, I'm an electric car. It screams, I'm a car. I'm in a small SUV kind of a car. It's not super small. It's not like a tiny crossover. It really fits in that mid, mid-small SUV segment very nicely. It really lines up with the um, Tiguan. It lines up with the Model Y uh, from Tesla and some other offerings that are coming down the pike. It kind of goes in, in the Mach-E territory without being as much of a muscle car, Mustang kind of focused vehicle. It has some interesting specifications. Um, it has, uh, that particularly matter to the Canadian climate, okay? Um, Volkswagen's doing a really good job in thinking about the 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 Canadian consumer, uh, which would also apply to any other Northern climate, Northern U S and so on in that in Canada, the, the Volkswagens are being sold with a mandatory heat pump. It's being sold with heated front seats, heated steering wheel, and a heated windshield. That's not going to do you a lot of good in Florida, but throughout all the Northern States, Alaska, all of Canada, Northern Europe, any Northern climate, uh, you're going to understand why all those things are important, uh, both for comfort, but also uh, for drivability of the vehicle, for extending your range. If you have heated front seats, you're going to use less heat. If you've got a heat pump oh, instead of a, a resistive heating element, um, that's a much more efficient system and it'll it'll make your car go further. Heated windshield is just lovely. Because you're, uh, if you're using a resistive element to heat that windshield, um, it's going to cost you a lot of uh, a lot of energy. And I don't know how they do it, but it's it's kind of like your rear window defrosters, but it's invisible. So it it does that job. It works really nicely uh, from all accounts, and and it'll it'll take care of your your needs. A heated steering wheel, I used to think was a luxury item. It came with my Chevy Bolt. God, I love that thing in the middle of the winter. I remember basically no heated steering wheel, getting in the car in the morning. It's minus God awful, something 20, 25, minus 30. And getting in a combustion car and it takes 10, 15 minutes of that cold for it to heat up enough to start defogging the windows and warming up the cabin and all that. Um it is cold. Your, your hands are getting achy cold by the time it starts going with an electric car. You know, you're, you fire it up. The heat is almost instantaneous. The heated steering wheel and the heated seats, they're already getting warm. It's really lovely. Now, some of the things that I'm hearing about the Volkswagen ID four, um, I'm trying to get to see it in person. It's not, it's only just being released in Canada now. It's starting with Quebec and BC and then in certain parts of Ontario and then other parts of the country. Uh, so I haven't been able to sit in one yet, but it's it's high on my radar to do. I've watched every video and YouTube presentation on it, so it, it looks like a really good car. I've read all its specs. 
Um, it is coming in at a really good price point for the Canadian market. We'll get back to that after. I want to cover off a couple things first, though. Um, some things that newer to EV people won't understand is uh, you generally charge EVs at home. You have a charger in your house. It's usually something you have to have installed. It'll usually be a 220, 240 volt system, and it'll usually deliver somewhere between um, 7.2 and 11.5 kilowatts, um, depending on the model you buy. Uh, so it really matters if you, for you to understand how big your battery is, how long it will take to charge it, and how much you use it every day. If you charge your car, if you drive, say you're commuting like I used to from Barrie to Toronto every day, you're charging up almost every night, right? In the summer, you can get away with a couple days, but if it's winter, you're charging every night and you're charging it up. Now, if you, if you get your battery down to zero or, you know, you've got like 20, 30 kilometers left in the, in the battery, um, it's almost empty. So if you've got a 60 kilowatt battery and your charger delivers 7.2 kilowatts, when you plug that in, it's going to take eight-ish hours to charge that up from dead empty, right? If you have an 11.2 kilowatt charger and your car can accept 11.2 kilowatts, now you're going to be charged up in four to five hours on that 60 kilowatt battery rather than eight. Now, if that matters to you, great. Uh, do that, get that. If you come home at six, seven o'clock at night and you don't leave again till six, seven o'clock in the morning, you got 12, 13 hours there to charge your car. You don't need anything really hot to do that. Um, a 7.2 kilowatt charger, which is fairly inexpensive, will do the job for you. This battery, though, is 82 kilowatts uh, for, for the ID four, which is quite a large battery. It's not huge, but it's quite a large battery to charge that one up with a 7.2 kilowatt charger means you're looking at over 10 hours at best to charge that thing up from dead empty. So now you're starting to push it. Um, if it's cold out, that's going to affect how fast it, it comes in. You're going to want probably an 11 kilowatt charger or at least a nine kilowatt charger. So you got to think that through. Now, the important thing is like my vehicle charges, like the Chevy Bolt charges at home, it can receive 7.2 kilowatts of power. It's designed to re receive that much power and no more. The Volkswagen ID4 is designed to receive 11 kilowatts of power. So if you got a 7.2 kilowatt charger, your car will take 7.2 kilowatts. Doesn't matter how much your um, your car can accept. If you have an 11.2 kilowatt charger and your car can only take 7.2 kilowatts on the onboard uh, the onboard equipment, th like that's how much it can receive, then it will still only get 7.2 kilowatts. But if your car can receive 11 kilowatts and your charger can give 11.2 kilowatts, then you will receive what your car can take, 11 kilowatts, right? Make sense? 
Um, you have to decide what your use case is, how much time your car is going to have to be available to charge, how often it's going to be dead empty. All these things matter. What your climate is too. If it's routinely like you're in Northern Alberta and it's routinely minus something stupid at night, then you're going to want the higher powered charger because you're going to lose, uh, not lose power, but it's going to slow your power intake into your vehicle because it's so cold and your battery is going to have to condition itself to give you, to receive that power. So it's going to slow everything down. Um, you got to keep that kind of thing in mind and by all means, send me your questions. There's links available, um, on the show page, send me some questions. I'm happy to answer them. The fast charging speed, that's how much the car can take at fast chargers, is 125 kilowatts. Meaning if your charger can deliver 125 kilowatts, the car can receive 125 kilowatts. Now, most chargers out there right now are still in the 50 kilowatt range. So you won't get uh, to 120 kilowatts out of a 50 kilowatt charger. In that instance, your car will take the 50 kilowatts happily and it'll charge up at that speed. Most of the new chargers going in are starting to be in the 120 and up category. So if you go to a, an Electrify Canada charger and it is a 300 kilowatt charger, say, your car will hook up, it'll talk to the charger, it'll say, I can take 120 kilowatts. Charger will say, sure, no problem. We'll give you 120 kilowatts. And it'll start delivering 120 kilowatts. That matters because at 120 kilowatts, you can get to 80% with the Volkswagen ID's charging curve. And we'll talk about charging curves in another episode. You can get there in about 30 to 35 minutes. That is good. Um, for a, a a vehicle with over 400 kilometers of range to get to, to, to 80% in 30 to 35 minutes, max, maybe 38 minutes. That's really good. That's pulling over, hooking up, going to Timmy's, going to the washroom, maybe getting a coffee, coming back to the car. You know, you killed 20 minutes right there. And if it's like usual at Tim Hortons, it might've been half an hour because the lineup is that long. Um, it's just enough time to get, get your, your business sorted out. If you have kids with you, it's even longer. So this is a, is a road trip vehicle and apparently it's nicely appointed. It's also, uh, uh, you know, so that's a pretty fast charging curve. Um, it's not the biggest, it's not the best, but it is solid. That will not mess up your road trip. Um, it'll, it'll actually sit quite nicely for you to stretch your legs, take care of your lunch. Maybe you don't have to, uh, if you were at like one of these on routes in Ontario, like a rest stop, you, you charge up, you go sit down, have your lunch. Like I said, go to the bathroom, maybe pick up something, snacks for the road. You're back in and you're, you're going. 80%, you know, you're looking at having what, 350 kilometers in the, in the battery. I don't know about you, but that's about the limit is what I can do in a, in a single shot. 
So I think that's a pretty good option. I think it's a good vehicle. It's got some interesting specifications like the base models, rear-wheel drive. They have an available all-wheel drive version. Um, this vehicle comes able to tow, uh, and it, it's able to tow quite a fair bit. You're it's got good cargo space. It's got, uh, you know, it's got basically everything a family could want. You know, you're putting good luggage in there. It can tow. I don't have the number to hand, but it's in the neighborhood of 3,000 pounds. Um, you can check the website and make sure you, you know uh, what it can do. I'm looking at the website now, trying to, to rapidly figure it out. Anyways, Volkswagen ID4, it is built for an environment like ours. It will perform in our country. The reports out of Europe on this vehicle are excellent. It's been in the States for a little while longer than here. <coughs> Sorry about that. And uh, it's it's getting great reviews. Owners love it. It's a value proposition. Uh, that's where I'm going to end off. Oh, I just checked the website. It is 2,700 pounds for all-wheel drive with a braked trailer. That's a lot. That is a good towing capacity for a small SUV. Now, as far as dollars go, it has a really good entry-level price. So if you're looking at, let's see, explore models. I have to move to uh, the right screen here. Okay. The ID4 is available from 44995 in Canada. Now, off of that, you get a $5,000 rebate from the federal government. If you live in Quebec, you get some dollars more. Same with BC, maybe one day Ontario again, and other provinces have their various uh, schemes. The all-wheel drive version is about $6,000 more, as I recall. Um, I'll have to look that up for you. Yeah, the all-wheel drive Pro is $49.95. So you're looking at $5,000 more for all-wheel drive. It gives you the standard 125 kilowatt DC uh, maximum charge rate. It gives you adaptive cruise control, wireless uh, smartphone integration, uh, trailer hitch. Uh, what else does it do? It did something else. Hmm. Oh, and then there's another available package, which is the available all-wheel drive pro package, uh, which gives you the, which gives you opportunity to take the statement package, which gives you a lot of bling, uh, roof rails, illuminated door handles, special silver trim, a black roof, a big panoramic fixed glass roof, which apparently is a really neat feature. Um, that not all electric vehicles have, which is that entire roof has a screen that covers it. So if you don't want to have the sun beaten down on the back of your neck, you can close that and not have to deal with it. So that's where we're at with the Volkswagen ID4. It is definitely on my shopping list for uh, 
an eventual replacement for the Bolt. Uh, I'll wait a couple of years yet. Uh, I want to see the any bugs get trimmed out. I'd like to see the Ontario get a, a rebate program going on. Uh, again, I'd like to see um, if what else comes on the market. The Hyundai Ionic 5 looks interesting to me. And uh, see what other manufacturers come up. Well, thank you for joining me today on on the Northern Electric Vehicle Experience. This one ran a little bit long. Normally, I'm going to try to keep them in the 10 to 15 minute range. But I hope I gave you good information. So thank you very much. We'll see you again in a week. And have a good, good week and have fun electric motoring. And if you have a way... If you have any suggestions for on how I can close off that sounds better than that, please let me know. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, that's it for our show this week. Please like and subscribe and check out the show notes where you'll find a link where you can ask questions, submit comments. We really want to know what you think. Take care and see you next week.